reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da 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 doom patrol! Welcome once again to the Doom Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox. And this week, we are going to go look at Doom Patrol number 114 from September 1967. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Silver Age wackiness at its finest. Totally. Totally. We have the introduction of Kor the Conqueror, the genius turned caveman. <laughs> He's basically a giant, looks like a giant caveman with a lab coat and a big laser gun. <laughs> and a little pocket protector. Or no, maybe just a pen. No, no pocket protector, just the pen. Just the pen. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a nerd, he's a genius. <laughs> yes, he's crashing on the Doom Patrol there. Yep, yep. Excellent. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Very, very nice. Oh, that's a great opening page there. <laughs> yes. The splash page, it just says, Kor, the Conqueror. And it looks like he's coming through a, an energy wall of some sort, a yeah. time barrier. Something, yeah. The world behind it is a million years old. That hole is a warp in the barrier. And that man coming out of it is Professor Korovic, the egghead who created it. He doesn't look like a professor now. <laughs> He's become a Neanderthal man. Right. On. And then Robo Man makes a joke that's far too bad to Yes. <laughs> totally. So we go in there. I guess we'll just throw right in the middle of this one. We are. We dive right into the middle, and then before we can get into the story, we get an ad. Page two. <laughs> When does that happen? Who puts an ad on the second page of a comic? I don't know. Well, you know, it's for Palisades Park, so... They must have paid the premium. <laughs> I guess so. All righty. So the uh, caveman comes out of the big time warp with uh, Big Laser. And uh, contrary to the cover, he's not wearing a lab coat. He's just wearing a your standard caveman blowing cloth. That's right. He has ditched the... Uh, Ditch the the scientific duds for now. Yeah, no truth in that advertising. So, you know, <laughs> anyway. so uh, yeah, that's the last. The weapon he's holding is the last one he invented, apparently. Yes, some sort of powerful zapper. And instead of using to zap anybody, he just uses it like a club and tries to club the entire thing. So. Of course. So, robot man. Uh, basically uh, goes to phase one of his, his plan for beating anybody and uh, punches him in the face. <laughs> and uh, it didn't, uh, didn't put him to sleep. It did not. It just... Uh, it made, him, made him angry. Made him angry. A little vibrating there. Okey-dokey. He's like, ah, there's nothing wrong. I'll just have to try two fists this time. That's right. That's right. If one punch won't fix it, how about two? A double punch, that's right. Meanwhile, the uh, big giant time warp there, there's a boy mammoth. (laughs) 
Oh, no. As if they don't have enough to deal with. Right on. Rubberman pulls out a uh, street light. <laughs> Property damage for no reason at all. That is it. Taxes in the city must be crazy. Dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically uh, locks the uh, woolly mammoth with it. And basically, just makes the woolly mammoth angry, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Reed has to grow really big and uh, wrestle him down to the ground like it's the uh, Calgary Stampede. You betcha. <laughs> She's got him by the horns. She's got him by the tusks the there. Tusks She's got him down, but he must be the most agile freaking mammoth. <laughs> I know. Mammoth. How does that work? Well, so she starts to get up, thinking he's thinking he's out of there or whatever, and he just boots her in the face with her his back beat. <laughs> like a donkey, a giant hairy donkey. Well, they must be related somehow. Yeah. Larry yeah. calls the negative man out, and man, oh man, he just throws him out of the head first, like negative man does, I guess. Knocks and knocks the elephant. Uh, Yes, and then he gets all goo goo eyes with the uh, with Rita yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> that chick's married. Stop it! I know. Like, Rita, sweetie, are you all right? Did he hurt you, baby? <laughs> and she's kind of Rita's look looking at her face. She's like, dude, seriously, <laughs> seriously. I know. It's like <laughs> she's just rolling her eyes. Not only am I giant size and I can squash you like a bug, I totally married, dude. Knock it off. <laughs> That's right. Plus, you couldn't have done this like two seconds earlier and saved me from being hoofed <laughs> yeah. in the face. Drop kicked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no. Timing, Larry. It's all about timing. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, the caveman doctor has escaped. And now he's managed to figure out how to make his gun go. <laughs> Some sort of weird vibrational gun or something. Yeah, it's a shaker beam. <laughs> Buildings falling apart and rocks and stuff. And shake everything to pieces. Great stone caves. Iron monsters with wheels. Everything. Core has found the lightning and the thunder. Core is like the god now. Totally. Wow, wow. See, now... Yeah, we're, the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now Robot Man doesn't need to worry about the lamppost. He can just blame it on the... Uh, the big <laughs> that shaker beam. Totally. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, later on at the UP headquarters, the Governor Driscoll's there. All right. Uh, he's visiting with the chief, and the chief says, what's going on? The square block of the city is isolated and turned back a million years. The caveman moves with an earthquake machine. What is happening? <laughs> he's like, oh, you know, who's that Dr. Korovic? Like, I've never heard of him. He's a genius, man of peace, and you're a caveman. What? What? <laughs> You're kidding. Let me explain. Oh, thank God. There we go. Flashback time. <laughs> so apparently this is one of Chief's old uh, science buddies, and they were working together in some top-secret sonar project. And he hadn't seen him for years until uh, eight hours ago when Professor showed up and said, Hey, what's going on? I ran away from my country. I need help. And the picture forces me to invent tools of mass destruction, and I will not let them. So I took my most powerful weapon with me. He says, well, then you're free to use your tools for peaceful purposes. 
That's right. that easy, eh? That's right. Oh, yeah. It's great with my country and stole like, their best weapon. They're not going to come after me or anything. It's okay. No, you're totally on American soil. You're totally, you're totally safe no now. No one ever screws with Americans on American soil. What are you talking no, about? No. <laughs> so, anyway, she tries to convince him that it's okay. He can do what he wants here, but uh, no. Now the secret police of my country and business and government men from all over hound me to the ground. You must hide me. He's like, I tell you, you're safe. Stand your ground, Anton. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> I have no time for fairy tales, my friend. I must run away. No land on earth is safe for me. But I know where I can never be found. I go there now. <laughs> All right, but whatever. Uh, there we go. So she's like, I blame myself for not realizing his desperation. But I instantly assigned the info to follow him. So we traced him back to a laboratory, and he, was, he got there just in time for him to shoot himself with a giant laser beam of some sort, which yeah. is what people do in the control all the time. That's right. And uh, But it's overloaded, and it explodes. Kablamo, taking out the whole lab. And, and the, yeah, it, it takes out the lab, and then there's like a force it's wall a, or something. Yeah, a wall of fallout, but it's not energy, it's it's solid energy. Yes. They're all going to be cut off, trapped in. They're trapped in this uh, dome. However, they have got a plan. Once they're sealed inside, uh, every bone inside the, and every bone in their body starts being filled with pain. Uh, Larry sent Nader Man out to try to crack the wall, but up he just crumples. Sparks flew from it. Try again, try again, Nader Man. He tries again, and this time he manages to tear a hole through, and they all run out. Yes. So get out, escape. We've got to find out just what Corbett created here. <laughs> so whatever it didn't affect me, I don't know if the lucky candidate to go back in. So there's no luck in. Well, just a minute ago it was. Yeah. <laughs> now, not, not so much anymore. Yeah, every bone inside me aches, he says, however. Oh, he was just joking. Yeah, every bone inside me aches. Uh, <laughs> I have no bones. Uh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Take <laughs> <laughs> it fast. That stuff in there could start getting through the protective shell around your human brain. So he goes in there, and there's a saber-toothed tiger fighting a Wizard of some sort. And a few seconds later, Professor Corbett came out and we saw that he'd become a Neanderthal. And that is where we started. Yeah. The experiment way to send himself back in time. So he gambled and lost. Instead of moving back in time, he turned himself in the area around him into their primitive counterparts. We've got to save that man, Governor. If you got one hour, one hour to try, Calder. After that, he must die. <laughs> wow, that's that's just the governor. No wonder, no wonder you guys can't hire a future president, man. Oh man! Oh, the governor has all the power, man. <laughs> well, he's the one that saves the day, right? If you're on death row, you got to wait for the governor. <laughs> Not this guy. Screw <laughs> that guy. He must die. Hmm. <laughs> how do you kill a caveman? Hmm. Oh, we have to go out and find the game. So, meanwhile, uh, Corey's tromping around town with his big gun. Tanks are coming out after him. Shoot at him, but he just uses his uh, 
vibration gun do? Vibrate the shells to bits. And then you vibrate your tanks to bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let your chief see this. Let him see the power of Core and let him know I destroy him next. Core be your new chief and chief of all lands. So I guess he's not talking about the chief, he's just talking about a chief. That's right. He's wandering around looking for the big cave where the big chief must be. <laughs> Meanwhile, Doom Troll and Rayron, they appear to be running aimlessly through the streets. <laughs> Just listening for sound effects. <laughs> hoping, hoping for a yeah, kaboom to point them in the right direction. <laughs> and they get one. Looks like looks like this dude is taking out the, isn't the, the Capitol building. And, it uh, looks like the White House, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this or is... City Hall, it just looks like the White House. <laughs> This is some town. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where they live, but it's pretty wacky. So uh, Larry goes to some negative man, but before he can, he gets stabbed with the vibro gun. So the man, of course, attacks, like he does, and the sonic gun carries him to pieces. His arms and legs fall off. Oh, only one arm left. Only one arm. That's right. He's still coming. He's still coming. He don't stop. He's crawling away. He drags himself across the cave and grabs him by the loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> that could be very ugly very soon. How? Wow. This is kind of amazing. There must be some super science going on here because he has to use the, the loincloth to lever himself to an upright position. <laughs> and then somehow he manages to also grab the weapon from the man's hand and bend it until it explodes with one hand. <laughs> one hand, you guys. That's awesome. He is the best robot ever. Totally. He's like, well, who knows what he's doing. He's like, maybe he crawls up and then hangs on to the loincloth with his teeth and uses his <laughs> free arm to... Uh... That's not awkward at all. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to save That's the true. town, man. And then in the name of justice and uh, all that stuff, yeah, I guess so. So yeah, with his, with his gun busted, the caveman just sort of runs off and they don't bother trying to stop him. No. <laughs> no, he's like, eh, no gun. I'm, I'm, I've well, never right, looked at the place anymore. That's right. So, Peter and Larry take Cliff back to the uh, headquarters and she solders him <laughs> up again. Well, the caveman wanders back home. Wanders back to the uh, time warp bubble thing there. That's lovely. They have time to take Cliff home, get them all put back together, while the caveman is just left to wander the city streets. Yeah, I guess he got lost in the way that he couldn't figure out how to get back to the uh, time warp. <laughs> and didn't he feel it. Took the wrong subway, he got off, he was on the other side of town already. Oh, oh, I wanted the West Line, sorry, oh. sorry. <laughs> subway, I'm so confusing for caveman. <laughs> oh, well. So before he can reach the time warp, uh, Cliff does the old uh, football tackle in the spine, but that doesn't take him down. He punches him out. Yow. Now the caveman's trying to rip his head off. Yes. And <laughs> he's like, I don't twist it around. <laughs> if he snaps my brain from its moorings, I'm finished. But suddenly the caveman gets taken out by a... A woolly mammoth. A very convenient woolly mammoth, yes. <laughs> And so they take him back to the lab. She shoots him with another beam, reverses the ray. He turns into the kindly Russian. Well, I guess he's not technically Russian since this is you know Cold War era. They didn't yeah, have to yeah. talk to being Russian. He 
loses from some country and his name is Anton Korovin. That's right. And he loses all his hair. Uh, but he, he didn't have hair in the US, so that's okay. No, but as a caveman, he had a full yeah. head of hair. That would have been awesome if he would have kept this cool caveman hair. <laughs> However, he seems happy enough to be a... Yep. He's happy to be alive and he's going to strive and work for peace. Like, Don't worry about it, it's awesome. And then from out of nowhere, we get this final scene. <laughs> yes. Now for the final radio treatment for Madame Rouge. If I am right and I can overcome the damage that has been done to her mind, she will leave the Brotherhood of Evil and help us destroy them. There's a caption that says, But if you're wrong, Chief, you could be opening one heck of a bomb package. See it next issue. Oh, Blue Burns. Yes. No more Madame Rouge in this issue because we need room for. Oh no! Another kid Beast Boy story. Oh, <laughs> totally. Oh, uh, what's going on in the letter page here? Do do do. I read the Doom Patrol and Shazam. Actually, I read it. And really liked it. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Sure yes, they all like it. Of course they do. And somebody likes Beast Boy. Ugh. Yep. Alrighty. Alrighty, so we got the Beast Boy tale here. He is... Was in Africa. He has now been rescued by some unscrupulous jungle explorers, I guess. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. We get a quick recap, but like super quick, like... We get to see mom and dad go over the falls again, and Beast Boy as a little gorilla is sad. However, then we, uh, yeah, we got the uh, rescuers. They're carrying little Beast Boy through the jungle. They're like, Stokes, you fool. The tribesmen are gaining on us. Drop that brat and save yourself. Not in your life, Kurt, me hearty. <laughs> this chameleon kid is our one-way ticket to a fortune, and we split it half and half. Oh, they're British. Look at that. Yeah. Alrighty, so they had apparently kidnapped Beast Boy from his his tribe there, and they have they made it to Johannesburg, where all the diamond crooks want to go when they die. Alright. So they go to Van Cleef's Diamond Vaults. There's fifty millions in diamonds in there, raw stone, worth about five million, even when you sell it as odd stuff. <laughs> Stokes, you're mad. Odd stuff. Stokes, you're mad. Sure, those diamonds are worth millions, but stealing them is worth your life. Mm-hmm. Not when you have our little ace in the hole. Not when you've got the kid who was king of crooks. Boom, boom, boom. And they've got little Beast Boy hand in hand there. This kid's going to get us in and out with five million. You're insane, I tell you. Past armed guards at high voltage. Oh, past even more than that, sweetheart. Listen. <laughs> So they've got the vault floor wired so that even a feather falling on it will set off the blooming alarm. And there's practically a wall of electric eyes protecting the ruddy vault. The invisible man couldn't get past it himself. So they're going to put Beast Boy to work and they go walking by. They're taunting the police officers. Good morning, gents. Lovely day for it, wouldn't you say? Ha ha ha. And the police are completely fooled. They think he's just a... Happy-go-lucky, light-hearted fellow with his little green boy, which causes no alarm at all. Alrighty. 
And they show him a picture of, they show Beast Boy a picture of the, uh, the big vault there. Now this is a pretty picture, Sonny. A picture, a pretty picture of that building we just saw. Get it? Me understand, but me hungry, please. You let me eat now? <laughs> Never mind, dumbhead. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> you got work to do. So they, uh, they force Beast Boy to work and work and work. Bring him back to the vault. And, uh, there she is, me boyo, and all them Easter eggs is piled to the ceiling. Go get them. Me go and steal from Easter Bunny, then you give me eat? <laughs> Banquet, son, a veritable king's table, now scram. So he, uh, they have Beast Boy turn into a kangaroo, and he hops over the fence. Turns into a, uh, little, uh, hummingbird, and... Zips over the floor and turns himself into some sort of butterfly. They go through the electric light beams there. And finally he is inside the vault and turns himself into a giraffe who happens to be very, uh, very dexterous with his teeth. He's got a screwdriver. We're not sure where the screwdriver came from. <laughs> However, he's got a screwdriver and he's like chewing on it and opening the vault. Or no... He's not. He's just drilling a hole through the vault with a screwdriver or something. He takes a screw out, and apparently that's enough for a worm to crawl through the vault. Yeah. Alrighty. So once he's inside, then he unlocks the door from the inside, because that's the way all these vaults work, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> There's always a interior lock, I guess. Anyway, he unlocks it, turns himself into a big gorilla, grabs a couple of bags full of diamonds... And hops on out, runs out. Police are shooting at him, but he is a gorilla, so it does not make much difference to him. <laughs> and as he gets to the fence, he throws the uh, diamond bags over, and then apparently jumps the fence or hops the fence or something and gets back home where he gets, you know, like a little chicken leg that he's gnawing away on. <laughs> We got some KFC for That's right. That's good. And unfortunately, the green animal and the green boy were a little conspicuous. The uh, police follow or something. They're banging on the door. Open up in the name of the law. Blimey. Got to stall them till we get the stones hid. And of course, the police do not wait. They just bash the door in. Uh, we've come on a matter of diamonds, they say. <laughs> How dare you break into my room like that, he says, covering the diamonds with his back, leaning up against the table. <laughs> no time to hide the stones, got to try and bluff me way out. Get away from that table, and they push him away, and and uh, the diamonds are gone, and nobody knows what's happened to them, the crooks don't know what's gone, but, uh, but the police continue their search, and they find in the back room a bright green kangaroo. Found this, but no diamonds. A green-faced kangaroo? That's a weird pet, but we're only interested in the jewels and the trained ape that stole them. We'll leave now. Hmm. Not the brightest. <laughs> However, they leave, and Beast Boy pulls the diamonds out of his uh, kangaroo sack. Gross. <laughs> totally. Here, have your slimy diamonds. Me become kangaroo to hide Easter eggs and pouch from bad men, see? All right, the life of crime is... He's taken to it. 
So, diamond Easter eggs wasn't the only thing they taught me to steal, says Beast Boy. He climbs up to the top of some tower. Mr. Stokes says they got pretty yellow blocks in this house. He let me take blocks home to play with, so I get inside by climbing chimney like monkey. And then he turns into a little donkey and he pulls a big bucket of gold. A big, not bucket, roll cart. Yeah, he pulls oh, it out. Hurt, mine hurt. That's right. He's on, he's on a tear. Turns into a woolly mammoth and tromples the fence. Brings those gold bricks home and starts to play with them. Ooh, me have so much fun with shiny yellow bricks. But they are very heavy. Oof. That's enough of that, kid. The gold belongs in the trunk until Stokes and me are ready to split it up. And then one day when they were both out, he got a dumb kid's idea. Me play good joke on them. Hide yellow blocks and Easter eggs. They'd be very surprised. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, this is going to go over real well. <laughs> the gold, it's gone. And Stokes isn't here. Why, that dirty double-crossing rat. I'll search the city for him, and when I find him... <laughs> and Beast Boy, instead of being terrified, is like, Oh, this joke is even better than I thought. It's hilarious. And, of course, Stokes comes back, but Kurt has already left, and the same thing happens. The diamonds are gone. Ten to one, he's hidden them in some room someplace and figures on skipping out tonight. And Beast Boy's just giggling away. He thinks it's hilarious. And the crooks, they find the diamonds. I thought up the entire scheme, the kid and everything, made us millions, and this is how you repay me? Well, so much for you, Mr. Kurt, because he's found the diamonds under the mattress or something. So they, of course, have, you know, they have a confrontation, a shootout. One of them gets shot, and just as he dies, he pulls the gun on the other one, and they are both dead. (laughs) So there's Beast Boy, solving crimes by accident. (laughs) That's right. And, of course, what does Beast Boy learn? He learned he's alone once again. The room was silent, except for the sniveling of the brat who'd made it all happen accidentally. Mr. Kurt, Mr. Stokes, speak to me. Don't die. Me have no daddy. Me have no mummy. Now me have no nice friends like you. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Dead. Dead. Dead by Silent Head. Meanwhile, in a nearby marketplace, the champion Fink, who would be my guardian one day, was shopping. So we get caught up on Galtry there. Excellent rifles for your safari, Mr. Galtry, and I will force a good price out of this thief. Fine, Randy, but make it fast. I must find that boy soon. That poor child needs me. And as he's wandering through the uh, African market, Beast Boy is sitting off in a corner. All alone, no friends, no family. If only me had somebody to go to. Ah, uh, if only. And that is the end. We cruised right by each other like two ships in a fog. And I kept right on cruising into more fab adventures. Go tune in again. Next issue. Cool ones. There we go. There we go. This Beast Boy story is... It is being... It is, yeah, finished, but more to come. Oh, really? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor, poor Rita. She as gets... much as I love uh, the Dean's Mall and I love Drake's work, uh, I can't get behind the story at all. <laughs> the baby talk just killed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There's, uh, Beast Boy eventually gets better, I think, but uh, it takes years and years and years. 
and years of rehab. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally, totally. So, there we go. If you silver ager down Yes, if you happen to be a Beast Boy fan and want to call us out or uh, or join us in our Beast Boy bashing. <laughs> please do. Please do. You can uh, send us an email at doompodtroll at gmail.com or you can visit us at our website, which is also doompodtroll.com. All of our episodes are listed there and it is a beast-free zone. Yes. Totally. Yes. <laughs> Somebody said we here at the Doom Podcast podcast. Wish you all a merry doom filled Christmas. Yes. Doom filled. It's probably not the best. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, hope you all have a good Christmas, and we'll see you after the break. Totally. Bye bye.